welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Mazzillo, and I got the soccer crew. We're back in town. The boys are back. We got some Champions League. I know it just finished, but you know that whole pandemic thing kind of you know, threw everything into a tizzy. So we're coming right back. What famous last words? Let's run it back, boys. Let's run it back. I got Rich Masana at JFan303. I got Austin Harmon at AustinHar17. I guess the Mun part on Twitter was already taken. I don't know. But Rich, how you doing tonight, buddy? Not bad. Yourself, guys? Good day to be alive, Austin. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Michael. How about yourself? It is such a good day to be alive. I've missed you guys. We haven't, once all the like quote unquote real sports come back, I've been busy, so I don't get to talk to you guys as much. But you guys are crushing it over there on soccer for us at Wind Daily Sports. I feel like every day that there's a soccer, everyone's arguing about dumb shit in all the other chats. And I just see you guys laughing and just, uh, hey, we won $300. Hey, I won $200. And all the people just sending in screenshots and that's all we can ask for. We got an incredible team over here, and we appreciate the hell out of both of you. So I wanted to make sure to get that on camera so no one can say that I haven't. So I think that part's important. But we're here to talk about the Champions League. We got some interesting draws. We have some cool groups. I think there's one really fun one where I'm very excited to talk about. And then we actually have a full slate of games starting tomorrow. I think we have eight games, six on the main slate. We'll touch upon a little bit of that, but we are mostly going to be previewing here today for the Champions League. So let's get at it. Um, last year... I think it was a pretty decisive victory for uh, Bundesliga. Yeah, I made fun of them. And then Rich said, no, 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 you're wrong. And yeah, I was wrong. Uh, Bayern Munich went and did their thing. They absolutely destroyed Barcelona. I had some money on that game. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Austin. They then went in. I think they just had a one-goal game against PSG, against Neymar and Mbappe, the uh, most incredible 19-year-old that ever existed. And they uh, they only won one nothing, but I won some money because i think it was plus money or something right rich I, we were texting back and forth on that one but rich talked to me a little bit what um i mean it's only been like what it feels like maybe a month and we're right back at this thing what really is going to be different i mean is there really any big big changes that we have to worry about i know man city's fine because they pretty much paid off another lawyer to make sure that the the uh, the court would go away essentially at that point so has anything really changed from you know the last couple months essentially no, practically nothing's changed. And if anything, you know, Bayern Munich, I think, is a little bit better. Um, you know, you look at the Champions League this year, and, uh, you know, obviously we have a clear favorite to repeat. And I think last year at this time, it was a, much more of a gray area. You know, you had a number of teams, you know, in contention. Can Liverpool repeat? Uh, Man City, I think we took a little bit more seriously. Um, Bayern was, you know, probably fifth or sixth on the list at that point. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think a whole lot has changed. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of the um, title contenders have really done enough to up the level. But, you know, anything can happen in the Champions League. So Anything can happen. We're going to start off with a little round-robin play. Then we're actually going to go right back to that knockout round World Cup style. That's the way we like it here in America. We don't like we, – we, we want these things to be over and done with very quick. Let me put a lot of money. Give me some triple overtime, and I think I'll be happy. So let's jump right into it. Austin, I'll start with you. Talk to me a little bit about Group A. Oh, shoot. Sorry, Rich. I, I didn't realize before I threw it to him. I'll let you talk about Bayern in a second. But we got Bayern. We have Atletico Madrid, if I'm not mistaken. Salzburg, maybe like the stake. And I can't pronounce that last team. So talk to me a little bit about Group A, what you're thinking. And I guess, uh, what's the goal differential for Bayern? Is it just going to be like plus 14 through this round-robin stage? Oh, uh, what do we got? Six. It'll be six games after after they play each other twice. Uh Kind of piggybacking off of what Rich said, I think Byron's going to be the clear favorite to win the Champions League again. Man City, I think, got a little bit worse in my and they're a little injured right now, but I mean they're going to come back to, they'll make it out of the group. Um, but Byron's definitely going to be the favorite in that. Uh, I 
do think Atletico Madrid will give them a little bit tougher of a game when they play. They always play a defensive style of football, but uh, Red Bull Salzburg, Locomotive Moscow, It's. I think they're really just going to end up fighting for third place. Um, I do think that Locomotive Moscow could actually give Atletico a game. Um, okay. I'm not. I haven't looked. Is that game tomorrow? Or is that no, a Wednesday? That's game? Wednesday. Yeah, they on play. Wednesday. They play. No, it's it's Locomotive and then Salzburg on Wednesday. So that would probably be the following week would end up being Atletico. But I think Locomotive is actually going to be a sneaky third place. I think Salzburg is going to finish last year uh, in this group, but. I think Bayern, you want a goal differential? I'm going to go I'm with... I'm kidding. I just assume they're going to crush everybody like consistently. I'll, I'll give you one just in case. Uh, I'm going to go with plus 19. Plus 19 over six games? Plus 19 over six games, and I think Christ. a couple of those wins end up being five or four nil. That's the soccer that I'm here for. I heard this on the internet the other day. Why don't they just make a goal worth like seven? So that way we can understand it in football scores. I think that's way more interesting in my opinion, but it is what it is. We're still here doing our thing. Rich, I, I apologize. I did, I threw this to Austin because I let you have the last word last time, but I need to let you talk about Bayern Munich a little bit. So please tell me. So this team um, did lose a couple people. Uh, Ivan Perisic went back on loan to Inter Milan. Um, Felipe Coutinho, who we'll, we'll see um, tomorrow, went back to Barcelona. He was on loan. Um, however, I think they got better over Thiago Alcantara. I almost forgot him. He went to Liverpool. He was under the key debt piece. Um, but, you know, mostly everyone else is still back. They're healthy, all the all the key cogs. Um, they were able to add Lira Sané, who's a winger from uh, Manchester City, so he'll help the attack. I think he's an upgrade from Perisic, honestly. Um, you know, a lot of the youth is sort of coming up. They're playing a larger role at times. Um, so, yeah, I just don't know how they lose. You know, I think you, you need Lewandowski to go down with like an ACL injury or something. Hey, hey whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I mean, it would take something drastic for, um, you know, this team to fall apart. But in terms of the group itself, um, you know, I do agree with Austin. Um, you know, I think they finish first. Atletico Madrid finishes second. Um, Salzburg finishes last. This Salzburg team has given up a lot of talent. You know, I don't know, um, again, the arrangement exactly between them and the other Red Bull, Leipzig, but it seems like everyone – um, you know, it seems to transfer there. First, we had Aaron Holling, um, you know, went off to the Bundesliga. And now Juan Hichan, uh, who went to Leipzig from Red Bull Salzburg. He was a key player last year. Um, so it seems like, you know, they just ship off these players to the Bundesliga and always rebuild from scratch. And there's some sneaky players on that locomotive team. Um, that guy, Zuba. You know, I don't see him except if it's international or a Champions League, but he, he scores. You know, this guy gets goals. You know, I think he plays for the Russian national team. And, um, you know, made a big splash last time out in the World Cup. So, yeah, I think I can see them finishing third. But okay. I think it's a given Byron's going to win this group. And how do you like that plus 19 goal differential by Austin? Is that, that Yeah, I think that sounds fair. Yeah, you know, I mean, there, there are going to be some blowouts. You know, I think one thing um, you have to get accustomed to with the Champions League as opposed to EPL is you're going to have big disparities between some of these teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like tomorrow Barcelona takes on the Hungarian champions. Leipzig gets the Turkish champions and all these people from, uh, you know, countries with fringe leagues, you're going to have six, nothing games, seven, one games, you know, things of that nature, not the one ones we're getting used to in the EPL. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the Turkish league played through the pandemic or played most, 
most of the way through the pandemic. So maybe they got a little extra, um, got a little extra practice, uh, and they have they have some more capabilities, some more opportunities there. So we'll see what happens. But it sounds like Bayern, sounds like Atletico, um, Salzburg, maybe, and then Locomotive. I couldn't say that until you guys said it, and yeah, it's very clearly just Locomotive. So that's kind of funny how that works. Let us move on to Group B. I can pronounce one team here, so Rich, I'm going to let you do the rest. I see Real Madrid, and I see a bunch of other dudes, so I have to assume Madrid is the obvious favorite. But, Rich, tell me about some of these other teams and, I guess, which countries they're from. All right, we got Real Madrid, um, the famous, famous. You know, sp- yes, from La Liga, got it. you know, uh, historic franchise. Um, then we have Inter Milan, another, you know, historic franchise from Syria in Italy. Um, Inter Milan's a team that's really beefed up over the last, like, year or two. You know, guys like uh, a lot of former EPL players. Romelu Lukaku is one. Um, you know, Ashley Young, a defender. Um, Christian Eriksen from Tottenham. Um, they also have this, um, I won't quite call him a prodigy, but a very good young striker in Lotaro Martinez, um, who's always rumored to go somewhere. So, um, you know, combined with the coaching of Antonio Conte, this is, um, you know, a team that's on the rise, sort of. They, they barely missed out going to the group stages last year. I think they got edged out by Dortmund on um, the final day ahead of to the round of 16, but um, they're a team that's expected, you know, sort of, I would expect to finish second here. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, we have um, a favorite of podcast past, Gladbach. Remember them from this summer? I do, yes. <laughs> okay. I, Stia, I think he, he remembers them in particular. He hated mm-hmm. them. I think they yeah. cost some money here, there, and then they made it up to him. But nonetheless, Gladbach um, finished fourth in the Bundesliga, so able to qualify. And, uh, you know, again, I don't think this team is, you know, there to be able to beat Ejjad Intermon for that second spot. But I think they finished third. And then we have the Ukrainian team, Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, they seem to qualify every year, but nothing much ever comes of it. So, I, I guess, how much money do you make by just getting into this tournament, though? Probably like some mm-hmm. certain amount of money, right? Because that's like yeah, it, it's a good amount of money. I forget yeah. the exact figure, um, but I is it fifteen million or, or it's a good amount, whatever that's it is. Bad. I think fifty million is right around a good guess for the group stages. And then I know the further you advance, I mean Liverpool or was it Tottenham when they went to the finals a few years ago? Was it four hundred? Oh my god! Yeah, if you make it that far, you get insane. About I, it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Good for them. Good for them. Which, There's which they money. ended up putting all into their new stadium so and that is a beauty invest baby invest it into the people um so rich it sounds like it's going to be real madrid and inter milan pretty much coming from that'd be my guess yeah i like that um yeah and also just by the way as rich said we're probably going to keep putting our money on Bayern munich and what i might do is i might just bet the money line on Bayern munich every time and then just (laughs) let it roll over and just let it keep rolling over. So whatever I keep winning, I just keep winning and winning and winning. So I think that'll be a blast. Austin, anything here on Group B on any of these teams that I can't really pronounce their names? Uh, so I don't actually think Real Madrid wins this group. Uh, I'm going I'm to take Inter Milan to win this group. Uh, I just haven't seen enough out of Real Madrid this year. I think, Rich, you're – correct me if I'm wrong. Are you a Madrid supporter? No. Oh, okay. So oh. that's – I'm glad we cleared the air there. I didn't want to hurt your feelings live, but I don't think that they do enough on both ends. I mean, they, they're squeaking by teams like Real. I mean, Batiste is a lot better. Uh, squeaking by Cel- Celta Vigo. They just lost to uh, Cady- is it Cadiz, Cadiz, um, who's not really normally 
a top team, but right now they're in the top five in La Liga. Um, so Real Madrid's dropping points in La Liga, and if they want to win this Champions League, they need to be at the top of their game and not even putting up a single goal against Cadiz. Um, Inter is going to be a tough game for them, especially. I think they roll over Shakhtar. Uh, Bruce and Mangagladbach, I don't know if they – I don't think they lost really anybody. Uh, players back from injury – because uh, he suffered that in the last Champions League, if I'm not mistaken. And that was and 100 that, years ago at this point. And that 100 years is the quickest two months ever. <laughs> um, it, it really does feel like we're right back in mm-hmm. last season. Um, that's, yeah, snap weird. your fingers and it's right back right back to it. Um, Here we go. But yeah, I think Inter Milan and Real Madrid are clear to advance. Um, actually, there's pretty good odds on the Inter Milan game on Wednesday over Manga Gladbach. I think it's a little less than minus 200. So okay. I'll, I'll always take a minus 185 if I feel that they're going to win a group. So I like that. Some good, good odds to start the week. Yeah. And make sure to go to windailysports.com backslash chat. You can hop into the soccer chat. A lot of Austin, a lot of Rich in there, and a lot, a lot of parlays that hit, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, always appreciate it. So windailysports.com backslash chat. Seven free days to our expert chat. It gives you all the soccer, but it also gives you PGA and baseball and esports and oh yeah nfl where our boy sticks picks just won two hundred thousand dollars so you know probably a good place to be probably a good place to uh, hang out and ask some questions i think that's pretty important um i'm not gonna lie to you guys i really just want to get to group g and group h but those are the last two so we're gonna keep chugging along uh we have group c here we have porto we have man city we have olympiacos and marseille i think that's how you say it the french if i'm not mistaken rich talk to me a little bit about group c um i know a couple of these teams man city being one of them so i have to assume they have some killer odds to win or at least come out of this group but who's going to be that second team so we can bypass man city here i mean again we both i think myself and austin think they've regressed you know over the course of the past Mm -hmm. year but they'll have enough to be able to win this group um, so this is an interesting group because um, I think anyone can really hop up and take second with good form. I would lean towards Marseille. Um, there was a big gap between them and PSG um, in the French League last year, but they were able to finish second. Um, so it's definitely a team sort of on the rise that could sort of sneak up on people. Um, Olympiacos would be my next choice there. Um, Mateus Valbuena is a very good middle to park creative midfielder. Um, you know, they have some good de- defense at times. Um, you know, the goaltending has been outstanding here, there. Um, but, at, but what happens is you get to this level and, and sometimes you're overwhelmed. You know, I think they do a very good job in all the preliminary qualifiers and things of that nature every year. And so they get, uh, you know, taken aback when they face some of the bigger teams. Um, but against a team like Marseille, you know, I think they would have a shot. Um, running at this group, we have Porto. Um, Porto sort of fell back over the last couple of years. Um, this was a team that was in the final eight um, two years ago. Um, but I watched a good amount of Portuguese games last year. And I, let me tell you, this team was disappointing uh, more often than not. You know, they're uh, at the, the Stadio del Drago, which is um, the Stadium of Dragons, their whole, you know, home stadium. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super cool. Like a yeah. giant blue dragon coming out, like smoke and all. But they used to absolutely dominate there. And uh, to watch them struggle against some of the Portuguese sides, not just Benfica, but, you know, low-level Portuguese, I would have to put them in last. Um, they're also missing Alex Tillis, um, who is a huge piece for them. He took penalty kicks, all the set pieces. He left for Manchester United. Um, so I'm going to put them in last. And I'm, I'm going to go Marseille, Olympiacos, 
um, you know, than Porto. I love it. Yeah, Man City is an obvious easy choice. Austin, what about you, man? Do you think uh, who who else is coming out of this group outside of Man City? Yeah, that's it's tough because they're all, and I think that the Porto and the Olympiacos, uh, it's two things that really used to depend on atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And there, if yep. there's one thing that they're going to miss right now, it is home games in Greece. It is home games in Portugal. Like you're missing that full full crowd. I'm. I believe they're still allowed some fans. Well, if they're think, in the SEC, I think Olympiacos like is allowing some, but it's definitely not going to be the flare like the flares that are getting thrown. Sometimes you've got, uh, I mean, these fans are absolutely insane. Jesus, yeah. Um, it's it's fantastic to watch. Um, but Olympiacos, I think, is going to be my number two. Uh, start of the year, great defensive form. They've always had great defensive form. Um, but I think it's really going to be a struggle for goals. That's going to be their really big struggle. Uh, they did get three off the bench last weekend from uh, El Arabi. I think he had a hat trick. Um, and then Porto, like Rich touched on, losing Alex Tellez is just so big. Uh, Manchester United is finally going to get the left back that they wanted Luke Shaw to be. Um, Little soccer joke for everybody that gets it out there. Mar- Marcel is just... I don't know. It, there really is just a, such a big gap between mm-hmm. PSG. Uh, even, I mean, Lyon t- didn't finish as high as Marcel last year, but I still think that there's a little gap there as well. Uh, I don't think they have the star players to put them over the top. Lyon did pretty well in this last Champions League, didn't they? I remember them beating somebody. Was It was Man City, right? Yeah. They beat Man City. They yeah. beat Man City, yeah. I was watching that game with a buddy of mine who was a Man City fan, and we were actually at a bachelor party, so it was like the middle of the day. We are completely toasted. And we're all just screaming at this TV. I have no idea what's going on, but he's all pissed off, so we enjoyed it. And man, soccer hooligans, it would be fun. <laughs> it would be fun. Uh, let's move on to Group D. We have Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and... Uh, Midland, something like that. I don't know. That looks good to me. Good Austin, luck. Talk to me. <laughs> Austin, talk to me a little bit. I assume Liverpool, after they just kind of wiped the floor with the Premier League, I'm assuming they're in pretty good form. Um, talk to me about, again, who is Ajax? I know that team. That's a team I've heard before. Atalanta. I'm pretty sure I've heard that name before. This other one is very Swedish-looking Norwegian <laughs> name. You could talk to me about them some more. But who is the second team outside of Liverpool, potentially, coming out of this uh, this pool? Oh, that's definitely going to be a toss-up, I think, between Ajax and Atalanta. Uh, Ajax? Ajax. Yikes. Um, they did lose Zayek. Or Ziek, uh pronunciation is not always my strongest, but you can tell my. Uh, they just they. He's now on Chelsea, so there's that was one of their biggest set piece. I mean, well, they did have Tadic, um, but he was such a crucial part of that attacking force that losing a guy like that is going to be tough to replace um atalanta scores goals that's the one thing that they do in syria but they also give them up too and if we're looking at liverpool i know i know everyone thinks that liverpool is going to win win this group i do as well but they did just lose virgil van dyke for the foreseeable future and that is a big loss i mean they're going to probably replace them with it'll be matip and joe gomez at the back and joe gomez provides some very serious pace um, Matip is a little iffy sometimes. Um, but yeah, Liverpool should definitely win that group quite easily. I don't even think Mijolan, I, I 
can't even never pronounce their name. They're always in the Champions League. But that 50 million, I don't think go. they ever get a point. Uh, well, it's like America, pretty much. <laughs> we're always in the World Well, actually, we're not always in the World Cup. We weren't even in it the last time. Um, so one thing I want to hear, and I'm, I'm really I'm fishing for a very specific answer here, and I want to preface this question. In all the, what was that, Ajax? Is that what you said? No, Atalanta. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. In all the Atalanta games, do we just okay. hammer that over? Just, just hammer it? Uh, yes. To put it in perspective... In the last four games that they have played, 23 goals have been scored. Jesus Christ. That's the soccer we need. So Give me more of that soccer. That's that's over five goals a game. You're nearly looking at six. Most overs are set at two and a half. Exactly. I mean, it is – Serie A is going to be a lot different, obviously, than Champions League play. But if you're playing that open, not only offensively but defensively, there's going to be some of these high scores. And we saw how Liverpool came out and played the other day. Um, Sadio Mane scored, what, two minutes and 14 seconds into that game. That that game could have ended with a lot more goals than it really did, but there were just some blatant misses and some good saves. Um, yeah, that over is looking pretty good in a lot of these games, especially, especially Wednesday. Love it, love it, love it. Rich, talk to me. Who else is coming out of this bracket with Liverpool? So I have to say it's clearly Atalanta for me. Um, I look at Ajax and, you know, Zayx missing, as um, was pointed out. Um, Donnie Van de Beek, he has joined Manchester United. You know, Ajax made a lot of waves two years ago. They were able to get into um, the Final Four. They nearly made the final. You know, they, Tottenham had a huge second-half comeback to, you know, I think they were up something like a two-goal aggregate lead, um, you know, at halftime, and it took a hat trick from Lucas Mora to basically knock them out. But since then, they, they've lost like three quarters of this team. You know, you have Dusan Tadic, he's still there. Um, you know, not, I mean, most of the guys who have come on the side since are like new to the team. Um, you know, so I just think they're so depleted. And this Atlanta team, they got robbed last season. Uh, you know, they should have held on, they should have beat PSG. You know, I remember that was just so disappointing because I was backing them. I, um, I forget when there was a plus 180 or a plus 190, you know, and then PSG got two really cheap goals in stoppage time. Um, you know, you're, you're winning one to nothing, and it's in the 87th or 88th minute. You need to win that game. Mm-hmm. Just clear that ball out. Um, so they just had an absolute breakdown, but it is a team on the rise. Um, obviously, it gained some popularity, and they still have everyone. Um, so, I mean, I could see them finishing second. Um, I'll touch briefly on Liverpool. You know, they've been shaky as of late. Um, you know, I mean, now it's an accomplishment, I guess, to tie Everton. You know, um, prior to that, they had a 7-2 loss to Aston Villa. Um, and while, you know, for Premier League standards, obviously they're still there at the top. Um, if they were to play Bayern Munich tomorrow, they would get wrecked, especially with no Virgil van Dijk. It would be an embarrassment. Um, so, you know, they're going to win this group handily, but... You know, I don't know what the future holds for them. Well, I would really like to see that matchup because it sounds like I could get like either like really good odds or well, we we had plus money on that PSG Bayern Munich game. So I, whatever I got, I doubled my money, which was sweet. So I appreciate you there, Rich. I appreciate the hell out of you there. Uh, does anyone just want to say that last team's name for me, Rich? Oh, no. I mean, I think you could pretty much ignore it. Switzerland. <laughs> I mean, they, they're the team that you play everyone else against. Basically. Okay. Like, cool. 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 I like that. Is it? Do we know what country they're? Do we know what country they're from? Scandinavia. Somewhere. Okay. 
All is right. Norway, is it Sweden? Is it Finland? Region. I Regional. I like it. I, I could have guessed that with the J's and the T's all like kind of called up against each They're other. They're in the Danish Superliga. Would have never guessed. Superliga. There you go. Usually it's FC Copenhagen, but I guess they knocked him out this year. So. Good for them. They got a cooler name than FC Copenhagen. I'll give them that. Um, let's move on. Got a couple more groups here. Then we want to touch upon the slate for tomorrow, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, we have a couple good games in there. So we got Group E. We have Seville, I think. Chelsea, my favorite team. Uh, Krasnodar <laughs> and Rene. So uh, I think, Austin, we started with you last time. Rich? Tell me how many goals Christian Pulisic is going to score in this Champions League, and why is it a hundred? Yeah, hundred. Uh, it's uh, you know, I think you're selling a little short, closer to three hundred. You know, <laughs> thank uh, you. Appreciate you. Chelsea is a very, very popular team here at Wind Daily. Um, they come up, yeah. I think, at least five times a day in the Discord um, because you know. So I think um, one of our members, um, Rogets Buckets and Baskets, put it. You know, if you didn't know anything, you would think this is like the greatest team on earth. Every time you hear them pumped up. Wait a second. You, you're telling me they're not? You know, they added a ton of um, additions off over the offseason, including two Bundesliga favorites in Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, who we're talking about every day then. They beat the top players on the slate. More often than not, um, in addition to the American dream, Christian Pulisic. Um, the American you know, dream, a, that's wonderful. That's I mean, amazing. yeah, that's a good name for him. You know, he is already the best American player at this point. Now that we're talking a couple months later, I think that's been decided. I think so. um, we have a ton of monsters, you know, all around. They've added to Siago Silva from PSG um, Ben Chilwell from Leicester city. I think he's a whole different man since arriving. You know, I, I said to fade him um, last weekend. I said, there's no way he could keep this up, uh, but now he's just an absolute monster because he's on this team and they're going to finally get a new goalie soon. So I don't know if that's going to happen before Wednesday, uh, but let me tell you, they desperately need it because Kepa is beyond awful to illustrate just how bad this guy is. If the other goaltender were starting um, Saturday, he would have been the highest um, price goaltender in the slate at $14. I think Keppa was somewhere in the mid-range at 10 despite being on the same team. So there's an indication. Um, but I think they're going to be in contention to win this group. You know, I mean, they just have so much talent. It's, uh, you know, until the new goaltender comes in, um, they're going to have to score more than they give up. Um, but, you know, I think they can win this group. It's going to be tight, though, with Sevilla. Um, Sevilla is a, a tough team in their own right. Great defense, um, you know, some good goal scorers and experienced players. This is a team that pushed Bayern Munich um, to overtime in the UEFA Super Cup. I think it was a 1-1, um, you know, at uh, the end of stoppage time. And, of course, Bayern Munich eventually won. But, I mean, that alone is an accomplishment. You're just uh, keeping them the one goal and taking it the extra time. So that's a good team. Um Beyond that, um, we have Krasnodar and Rennes uh, from France. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I think basically these are, you know, clear bottom two teams. We don't have to talk too much about them. I'm not an expert on either, um, but I would say this group comes down to Chelsea and Sevilla. I love it. I love it. The American dream. Let's go, Christian. Uh, Austin, do you have any extra points or, or m- more reason to talk about Christian Pulisic? I think I think this this really this group comes down to tomorrow. I mean, it sounds so cliche to say on the first it's the first game of the first of the group stage, but it really sets the tone for this group because I think Rennes can beat Krasnodar. I think Rennes is playing at home tomorrow, um, and they've started out this year very well in France. Um, if I'm not mistaken, 
they're top of the table or were top of the table going into this last weekend before their draw. Um, so they're playing some good football. Um, Krasnodar is out of Russia. Uh, they're pretty much like Rich is talking about earlier about stacking everybody against that team. Mm-hmm. Maybe not tomorrow in the Rennes match, but when Chelsea plays them, you're probably going to have a field day with that. But I think it really worries me tomorrow, though. If Kepa gets that start, I don't, I don't really want Chelsea as much as I normally would because he's just, like you've said, just been so bad. And it's not it. It's not the same guy that we saw come into Chelsea two years ago. Uh, what sixty million? Was that the, was that the fee? He's probably worth about ten to fifteen at this point. He's not. He's terrible. Nice. Man, that is unfortunate. Hopefully, and, Christian can score enough goals for us. I mean, Mike, you watch this guy. I mean, it's like a comedy of errors. Oh, it's just no. so abysmal. Yeah, I mean, the last game, I think, was the icing on the cake. I mean, he just slips and falls, and the ball goes. I mean, it is just so absurd at this point. There's there's some poor communication between the back line and Kepa, and you can tell that there's some real confidence issues between between the two. Uh, I think it was Kurt Zuma who made the error on the back pass, and then they just kind of ran into each other, and after about 15 attempts to clear, which I still don't understand if why Kepa did not clear that ball out for a corner twice during that entire wild scramble. He actually fell both times and just slipped on the attempt to, to clear it. But yeah, that yeah. was a that was a very frustrating. <laughs> it sounds like just I didn't see it, but the way you guys described it, it sounds like Yakety Sacks should have been playing the whole time. Is that pretty uh pretty good fair assessment, Rich? Pretty fair. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm just in terms of um the article for tomorrow. I avoided this game a lot, um, which is re- really strange because you look at the pricing and you're like, well, Christian Pulisic and Timo Werner are only seven k on DraftKings. You know, everyone's so cheap. You could stack it up and everything. Uh, but Sevilla is so good defensively. And now we're playing a game, do I want Kai Havertz? Do I want Christian Pulisic? Do I want Werner? Who gets the goal against a good defensive team? Um, you know, all around, it just sounds like a stay away for me. Interesting. And Austin, I like your point with this this uh, this first game, while it is just the first game of the uh, of the entire, one of the first games of the entire tournament, it could really set the stage for what's to come uh, for the rest of Group E, which is pretty interesting. And I think, too... Oh, sorry to interrupt no, you there. No, 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 no. I think, too... I kind of agree with you, Rich, in the sense where I'm not really too big on the attackers there, but how can we fade Ben Chilwell? He's taking I, all I, of these set pieces. It's funny you say that. He's the only Chelsea player I ranked. Yeah. I have him in there as like a mid-tier. And again, I don't think you need him on FanDuel. I don't um, either. FanDuel, I think you need to pay down. And that's all addressed in the article. Um, but mid-range on DK, every slate, Ben Chilwell. Yeah. Matchup proof. He's scoring Magic. 30 points a game right now, and until it stops, you might as well just take it. It's like Tim, it's like Alexander Arnold from like beginning of last year when he was just putting in like 40 balls into the box and you were just taking all the free points. Give me all the points, as Metallica once said. Let's ride that lightning. Let's ride that lightning. Let's go on to Group F stage. This one doesn't look as fun because I don't really know too many of these teams. We have Zenit Dortmund, know them, uh, Lazo. And Club Brudge. I know that's not how you say it, but it sounds funny that way. Uh, Austin, talk to me a little bit about Group F. And I guess Dortmund wins? They have some Americans, right? Yeah, uh, Giorena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Giorena. He was the guy that was hurt or not hurt? Or was that the other guy? Late scratch. Late scratch. The first Bundesliga slate. Everyone enjoyed that. Yeah, that was was very frustrating. Because I believe he was $5 on FanDuel that day, too. And it was just like the sneak. It wasn't even like a sneaky lock, but... 
he still came in at 20%, and he was announced out, I believe, a minute and a half beforehand. Yes, that was like one of the first games, wasn't it? Because ESPN, yeah. and the, or no, it was was it Fox? It's Fox, right? It's on ESPN. It was still now. Fox, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, Fox yeah, yeah. was broadcasting that game and hyping it up that he was mm-hmm. starting because it was going to be his first start for them, and he ended up not playing, and we ended up taking a lot of zeros because I – at two minutes before lock, chances are I'm not looking at everything again. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. It's pretty um, but, but you know, I, th- I think Dortmund wins this group. Um, Club Bruges and Zenit are decent teams, but I don't think that they come up to that level. Uh, I'm going to have Lazio at number two. Um, I don't, I think Zenit takes third, and I'm going to go with Club Bruges at fourth, but I think Bruges and Zenit are only a point apart. Mm-hmm. at the end of all this i don't think there's too much disparity between the two of them but uh dortmund's attack they actually have a healthy marco royce it's interesting marco. to see because he's been hurt for the past like four years is uh, he, just for just for um comparison's sake is he kind of like will fuller where you're just kind of <laughs> waiting for him to get hurt he might be hurt tomorrow yeah, so might Will Fuller. We don't know. He's made a glass, so we'll see. But is that a solid comparison, I guess? That's, that's not bad, yeah. Um, especially in a game. I don't think that Will Fuller is kind of that guy that you, you're just expecting to go for 200 yards and two touchdowns in like his one matchup of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, that, too. that too. I don't think Marco Royce is going to end up scoring three or four goals in a game, but he's definitely a difference maker in that regard. Um, and you did shout out the American Gio Reyna. Uh, he if we were talking American terms, had a secondary assist the other day on a nice, nice. little flick on. Um, but hockey assist, hockey assist, hockey assist, yeah. yeah, yeah, MLS yeah. assist too, because they count two assists as well. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think Dortmund definitely takes this group. Uh, Lazio about four points behind there. Um, I, I do think that Lazio could get a point off Dortmund, not in Dortmund, but I think it, they could possibly take one in a one-one draw at home. Um, but yeah, I think, Rich, you agree, Lazio, Dortmund going through? Definitely. Um, you know, I look at these teams, and Dortmund is a clear favorite. Um, Dortmund, honestly, probably doesn't get the respect they deserve. You look at them in the Bundesliga, they have to go against these monsters, Bayern Munich every year. Um, they were eliminated in the Champions League by a goal by PSG. I mean, talk about a rough schedule. Um, you know, this is a team that I consider a top 10 team in the world. You know, I think if they were in La Liga, they would win it. Um, they would contend for Serie A. Um, they, I mean, this, this team that could even make noise in the English Premier League, um, you know, they still have all that talent, Erling Holland, Jaden Sancho. Um, one thing to watch for on tomorrow's DraftKings slate is Rafael Guerrero at $4,400. Um, this is a guy who probably isn't a $4,400 player. And on a slate, we need to pay up, you know, for some of the value we're going to address moving forward. Or, I mean, some of the studs we're going to address moving forward. Um, we're going to need some value. So Rafael Guerrero over there on FanDuel. Um, but this Dortmund team is great defensively. I think watching the Bundesliga sort of reinforced that for me. I always had the perception that they were very open based on, you know, all these Bundesliga experts talking about it. Um, but nonetheless, you know, got to real see them and see how they can shut teams down. Lazio is a very good team. Um, this is a team that finished, um, was it second in Syria when everything was said and done? Or did they fall to third? Awesome. I think they fell to third. Okay. Because for a while, um, prior to um, the whole coronavirus break and everything going down, um, they were basically neck and neck with Juventus. Um, This is a team, Lazio, from Lazio County, which is Rome. um, Mm. So that area. Um, And basically, so they have a big city following. um, They have a great defense. And they have a terrific goal scorer in in Cyril Mobley. 
Um, you know, I think he annually pretty much leads Syria in goals. Um, so I think they're the clear second team. Um, you know, I could see what, where Austin's coming from. Maybe they could get, you know, at home, get a, a draw there versus Dortmund. But I think Dortmund does enough to win the group. Um, you know, I would also agree with his third and fourth there um, that we have seen it. St. Petersburg come in third. And then Club Bruges, um, you know, they just get beat up every year. You know, I could see them finishing fourth. Love it. And just, um, again, just kind of going back in time a little bit. Wasn't Dortmund was in the final four, right? Wasn't it? Uh, I, or, they made the round of 16, and the they had 16? won their first leg against PSG, uh, but they got eliminated in Paris. And uh, that was okay. when uh, PSG did the little pose, their Owen Holland uh, yoga pose. They took their little picture, and they were all celebrating and being very petty about it. Mm-hmm. But Well, Mbappe is only 19 years old. I mean, look, 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 <laughs> To be fair. Like, he's, he's, he's a kid. He's Maybe Neymar should set a better example, but... Yes, that's know. what it is. Neymar should set a better example. All right. Oh, he does. He, pay, he, pay, he pays his taxes, right? Zing! It's true. Oh. There we go. So, I mean, taxes. that's it's it's nice to see some of these big players pay taxes. But Lazio actually fell to fourth. Uh, Atalanta actually Ooh, tied huh. them. They tied them and had them on goal differential last year. Um, Club Bruges, yeah, they're they're normally rolled over in the Champions League, but they are top of their top of the Belgian league right now, which is really isn't too much of a surprise. I think they typically win the Belgian league. Call that the Juniper League. I had to look that Whoa, one up. That's yep. cool. Uh, that's fun. Look at all these names. Europe seems like a pretty cool place. Um, all right, let's let's be honest. I just wanted to talk about these last two groups. We got Group G. Um, really, only two teams in it, but it's Juventus and Barcelona. Uh, over the summer, for any of our non-soccer fans that are, are looking to win money and just kind of came over here to listen to Austin and Rich tell us why and how we're going to win money. There was a, a whole snafu with a little uh, a guy named Messi, and he almost left. And um, some oil barons, Rich was telling me, almost paid him billions and billions of dollars. And unfortunately, I heard there was a little uh, inside story. I'm confident Messi got paid a lot of money to stay because if he left, La Liga would lose a lot of money because no one would watch the games because Messi's not there anymore. So he ended up staying in Barcelona, and we get to see him, and we get to see Cristiano Ronaldo of Juventus, which I was also told was going to leave, but clearly... Probably just got paid more money. Maybe he paid his taxes. I don't know. Some of us do, some of us don't. But that seems like the only thing we get to talk about in this one. There's a couple other guys. Dynamo Kiev, it looks like. And I'm not even going to try that last one. So, Rich, talk to me. Um, I guess who's one and who's two? Barcelona and Juventus. I would give uh, Juventus the top spot right now. Really? That's not out of uh, any affirmation for Juventus, but more so this Barcelona team is just not good. Um, You know, to sum it up, Messi is just waiting out that contract now. Mm-hmm. Next year, those oil barons will be back all over him. Um, you know, you got Antoine Griezmann, who they paid tons of money, I think $100 million or something, to Atletico Madrid about a year ago. And, I mean, he's just done nothing. Um, it seems he just can't work with Messi. And I wrote him up as a value play um, for tomorrow only because Barcelona is a minus-1430 favorite against oh, the Hungarian yeah. champions, Aaron Karos. So, and he's only 5,900. So keep in mind, this guy's playing in the attack on a minus 1430 favorite. He's forward eligible on DraftKings. Um, he's a little bit more expensive on Fandle. You could ignore him there. But I do, it's one of those things where if he can't get it done tomorrow, I'm just cross him off on the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to get a better opportunity than that. Um, we also have a youngster. I believe he's 17 now, Ansu Fadi. Um, you know, and he's a, a part of the attack there. So at least he's promising. 
Um, and we got Felipe Coutinho, who returned on loan from Bayern Munich. He's a decent player. Um, you know, obviously has some upside, but I mean, it's just not a world class team at all. Um, still, in many defensive issues, uh, no depth whatsoever. Um, but, you know, they'll be able to make it out of the group stages. And of course, we'll be able to get the epic battle um, with Juventus at some point. But tomorrow, Barcelona should be chalky. Um, you know, what I think is, yeah, I think Chalky may be an understatement when it's minus 1430 and the next highest favorite is Leipzig. Uh, I think it's a minus 415, so a bit of a gap. But Messi should be about 90% owned. And I might have pieces of the other Barcelona guys here or there, mix them in, but I wouldn't just go full stack and go crazy with it, even despite the odds, because we know where the goals are coming from. You know, I think you're better off just taking Messi and then just pivoting elsewhere with the rest of your lineup. I love it. I love it. Um, Austin, any anything else on Juventus and Barcelona? It seems like they're pretty much it's that's it for this. Yeah, game. that's it's pretty much it. Um I do like the Juventus odds though tomorrow. Uh they are playing in Ukraine, which makes it a little bit tougher. Um, but they're coming up as not, like it's not bad odds. Minus one twenty five. Wow, that is, that's a game that they should like win. Normal, yeah, that's like normal cool. odds. I feel like you guys are always it's always like, well, you kick this minus four fifty guy and this minus three hundred guy, and that's how we can get to minus two hundred. The that's only issue, I think, Ronaldo's out. He's out. I think COVID still has COVID. Still, still has COVID and tried to infect the entire world with COVID. Um, Again, yeah, he flew. He flew from Italy to Portugal and then flew back and wasn't supposed to do either of those things and. Well, about 10 players got COVID or something like that. Um, Does he but, pay his taxes, though? Write-offs. Nice. $750 worth of write-offs. We're good. <laughs> um, but... Bring on his tax refund, $73 million. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but in all, in all reality, even without Ronaldo, they have all the weapons in the world to still win that game. Uh, minus 125 is too nice to just pass up uh definitely gonna be on that um as far as barcelona goes i'm personally gonna max enter this uh contest tomorrow anyways for the main slate uh especially on FanDuel. there are gonna be i'm gonna have at least one where i just have the four-man barca stack and why not because they honestly might put up seven to nine goals tomorrow it it could seriously be that bad and then you've got guys like you mentioned greet i mean Griezmann's probably going to come in still under 10 to 15% on FanDuel tomorrow, and reasonably so because of his price and the lack of goal scoring that he has done in the past two years in general. But DraftKings, yeah, that 5,900 is looking really good, especially pairing him with Guerrero at 44. We're, we're making room for guys like Messi, so it's it's going to be a good it's gonna onslaught. Be- it's going to be an onslaught. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I got to ask, um, if with Ronaldo out, I mean, it sounds like, he, I mean, you get COVID, you're probably going to be out for a minute. Rich, is this going to affect Juventus in the long term? Like how, how long? I don't remember hearing. I mean, I remember hearing now that you brought it up that he will be out. So like, will this potentially bleed into that knockout round? Or do you think it's going to be after a couple of these games, he should be he should be fine and be back even within the round robin? Oh, he'll be back in a couple games. I mean, the knockout round isn't until mid-February, so. Oh, yeah. I'm COVID by then. You know, you're probably. I think hopefully the world will be done with it by then. (laughs) Yeah, I would hope so. 
uh, or we could wish, you know, we yeah, could yeah. You know, be, but yeah, I think they'll be fine. You know, again, they're sort of, get, they get the benefit of the schedule too. You know, they, like he said, they have a pretty easy matchup tomorrow. Um, you know, they get through a couple of Syria games, you know, I mean, he, this is a man who needs his rest of times anyway. So, I mean, you know, good chance to get, let the younger guys, you know, get out there, you know, and I'm sure when he's back, you know, he'll be featured once again. Once again, I love it. All right, let's get to the Group H stays. We have PSG, we have Man United, we have Leipzig, and we have Istanbul. Basa, I was on a roll with that one. But really, we have PSG, Man, City, Man United, and Leipzig. And those are three pretty legitimate teams. I think from everything, this is probably the one... Is this? Are we rolling with the group of death for this one? That's always a fun yep. little thing we love to do here in the media. Uh, just name one of the groups, group of death, and then just kind of talk about it like that. So, uh, Austin, I'll open up with you. Oh no, I think oh, I already said it. I'll open up with you, Austin. This one should be fun. Um, PSG obviously was in the finals last year. Men United is always feels like one of the most hyped teams, whether they are worthy of it or not. Leipzig is one of those Red Bull teams that we talked about from the Bundesliga that turns out to be pretty much better than expected. So I guess. Where how is this how is this one unfolding? Where is it where's our one and our two coming from? Uh I think it's gonna be a battle between two and three. Uh PSG wins this group. Mm-hmm. Um Leipzig and Man United are gonna battle for second and third. And I know that the EPL is gonna be mad at me for saying this, but I think Man United finishes third. Oh EPL, did you hear that? Austin said you're gonna finish third, idiot. Um they've got they've got the attacking force that Leipzig doesn't, but they they've just they haven't really impressed me this year. Um, David De Gea is not the same goalie that he was. Uh, honestly, Dean Henderson is sitting there just waiting for him. Probably one or two more mistakes, and he's it's it could be his team. Um, but Leipzig, I mean, Leipzig did lose some players. Uh, Timo Werner, who openly kind of screwed them last year in the Champions League to come to Chelsea. I, I think we touched on that actually a few months mm-hmm. ago. How he yep. just didn't want to play for Leipzig in the in the knockout stages. Um, but they did pick up a former Crystal Palace striker mm. and Alexander Sorloff for solid $25 million, uh, was useless for Palace, but apparently he's now some world beater. Uh, so we've got him, Danny Olmo. Um, they've still got weapons on, on that attacking force, and they've been playing decently well. Um, but PSG, now that they're all fully healthy again, I think it's going to be the clear favorite to win this. And hopefully Mbappe pays his taxes. Um, Rich, what do you got? Do you th- are, are you leaning with Austin PSG clear favorite and then uh, Leipzig coming out second? So I'm going to go through the group first and then um, go into DFS and best bets because this group features very prominently in my article. Uh, yeah, PSG easily wins this group. No contest. Um, as far as second, I think Manchester United pulls it out, but it won't be pretty. Those things, uh, you know, I mean, they have not been impressive at all. You know, I think this is a team that they get to the round of 16, they're going to be knocked out immediately. Uh, But I think, you know, they basically duke it out with Leipzig. And again, Leipzig did uh, lose, you know, Timo Werner. Um, You know, so you have some depth coming in to sort of replace him. Um, But, I mean, they were able to hold up, you know, without him there in the Champions League. I mean, they won that game versus Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, made it to Final Four, so, you know, can't complain there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those three teams. And then last, you know, um, Istanbul, Buck, and Cher, mm. you know, it's probably not going to work out for them. Um, they're going to finish fourth. 
But in terms of DFS, um, this is a super important group for tomorrow because uh, we we touch on Barcelona and what a big favorite mm-hmm. they are. But Leipzig's coming in uh, minus 415 last I saw, so they are the second biggest favorite on this slate. And we have forward Yusuf Paulson. I think he's only 6,100 on DK. Um, Donny Olmo, as Austin uh, already pointed out, you know, he's another prominent player in there. Um, if Nukunku makes an appearance, he's very cheap tomorrow. Um, this Emil Forsberg, he's been playing well. And maybe Sorlong, you know, gets a start. Who knows? I mean, that's possible too. Um, so they do have some weapons. And tomorrow, um, they should be popular. You know, I think people mix them in with Barcelona, and that's sort of like the chalk build, so to speak. Um, they just see those two teams popping off. However, there's a third team I love tomorrow. Mm. Um, and this gets into my best bet. And it sort of touches on what Austin was saying. Sort of crazy to me. Uh, so we have a matchup between PSG and Manchester United there in Paris. And PSG is only a minus 182 favorite. You know, team <laughs> Neymar, Kylian Mbappe, Angel de Maria, um, they're perfectly healthy. Um, they have this new defender they took from Syria, from Roma, Alessandro uh, Fiorenza. And he's playing very well. So right with Ben Chilwell and Angelino from Leipzig, those are three defenders who we'll be looking at paying up for on DraftKings. Uh, I mean, what what are they smoking? Um, have they watched Manchester United at all? Um, I know they were able to escape Newcastle. They had like three late goals or something like in the final 10 minutes. It was horrible. I went from winning like 50 bucks to like losing 90 or, or something on the Vandal slate. It was just the worst ever. It made me want to just slam my screen. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, this is a, a big step up from Newcastle going on the road to, against PSG. And, you know, I think maybe part of um, Vegas reasoning in this, and maybe I'm wrong here, is because in a similar situation two years ago, Manchester United, they were able to pull an upset versus PSG. This was a PSG team that Neymar was out. I think Di Maria was out. Um, or maybe Mbappe, he was like only in for the second half or something. Or he was like 16 at the time. Yeah, and he, that's true. Too. And and even then it was controversial. Like the ref gave them a penalty at the very end. Um, they basically allowed them to proceed. So you know, maybe people were going off that. But I mean, uh, what world is PSG a minus 182 favorite against a Manchester United team that can barely squeak out wins? You know, I mean, they get crushed against some of these mid-level EPL teams. It's, cra- it's it. crazy to me. That that's sounds like they're put some money on that game. So, you know, I Austin was saying about, you know, how we're using some of these cheap pieces to get in messy. I mean, I'm if I could do it, you know, and, and it, I have to swallow Griezmann, um, you know, put in Rafael Guerrero, uh, this Juan Jordan from Sevilla. He, he takes set pieces. You know, we know Chelsea's defense. We talked about them earlier. So I like him. He's only like 3,800. Um, I might be going for the messy name on build here. Jaden Sancho, 6,900. I could pop him in there for some value. I mean, one thing I tell everyone tomorrow, and I mentioned the article, is look at some of these price disparities on the two sites. If you play both sites, uh, for example, Jaden Sancho is $21 on FanDuel compared to $23 for Messi and Neymar. So only $2 separate these players. While on DraftKings, he's $6,900, and Messi is $11,800. All right. Uh, you know, so I, I've seen tons of examples going back and forth between the sites like that. Even if you don't know anything about soccer, I mean, you could understand price exploitation and be like, well, why is this guy so expensive here? doesn't make any sense. If it doesn't make sense, there's no, you know, validity to it. So exploit it. Exploit it. I think that's what we like to call arbitrage, I think. Right? <laughs> You're a lawyer. You kind that of comes know. up in our sports betting chat, for yes, sure. Exactly. All the time. And we do appreciate that. And we appreciate the sports books for not really having their shit on state, which is always and nice, it's, too. It's good to see, too. We get to see one of uh, a very familiar face 
Dembo Ba is in that group, plays for Istanbul. Hell yeah. So we will get to see him touch the ball about four times tomorrow against Leipzig. <laughs> and he's actually priced very high on FanDuel at $17, which is kind of insane considering they're like 15 to 1. I think uh, Leipzig is actually up to minus 500 now. Oh, wow. Um, so they are just going to. Can I, I? How much can we just put on them in Barcelona? Just gonna... I was gonna say, what's our parlay for tomorrow? Is it? It's Barcelona, Leipzig, and what was the? And I think you put in PSG. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That'll that'll sure. probably. I like that sexy. What if what if we also threw in that minus one twenty five Juventus into that? So it's a fourteen parlay. Getting a little crazy with Juventus, but it seems like I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, again, I can't put all my full faith and credit cards into um, you know any Juventus team, especially yeah. without Nadal. I mean, this team has burnt me just so many times. Okay, that's a personal thing then, I guess. And it's one of those things, too, actually, like, really breaking it down. I know that Barcelona is going to – I mean, they should absolutely destroy them tomorrow. But do you really want a minus 1,500 team in your parlay to just mess something up if something goes wrong? How funny I mean, that I mean, we've we've seen it, I mean, so many times happen. Just everyone just throws in this five- or six-leg parlay. Five teams are like – minus 120 and they all hit and then the minus 1500 just screws the entire thing up so i mean that might just be an over three and a half or i'm not actually sure if the over is three and a half or it might even be four and a half whoa watch i mean this is barcelona too i mean not exactly the most trustworthy team on the planet that's for sure so i mean you know i think if you want to condense it to leipzig and psg yeah that works too i love it let's make some money fellas let's make some money well we barcelona's down to minus 12 Minus twelve hundred. They keep going down. Oh, I'm not surprised. All the sharp money is coming on that draw. Um, oh, on the draw. Yeah, there you go. Jesus Christ. No thanks. I guess I'll stay away from that one. If it's coming down, uh, I mean, even if it's at twelve minus twelve hundred, I'm good. Uh, but gentlemen, we appreciate the hell out of both of you very much. Yes, Rich brought it up multiple times. He talked about a lot of it as well. He does have an article up on WindDailySports.com right now. I will make sure to put that in the show notes for the podcast that you're currently finishing listening make sure to check that out it is free as long as you have a free membership and we appreciate rich for that you can find austin you can find rich both in our expert discord chat windailysports.com backslash chat you get seven free days to that expert discord chat and you can see all the fun parlays and all the bets and all the screenshots of all the money that we keep winning but first rich where can everybody else find you on the internet twitter at jfan303 um and i'm always available discord Always, always, always. Austin, how about you, buddy? Where are you available on the internet? Twitter at AustinHar17, and I'll see you guys in the Discord tomorrow. All over that Discord. You can find me at MichaelRazil1. Make sure to follow us at Sports. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we hope you make it a very profitable Champions League round one, I guess, right? Day one? Match week one of six. Match week one of six. Champions League group stage match week one of six. Very profitable. No, I screwed it up. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. (laughs) 